0: Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? Ready. On 97.5, 1280, The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Two seconds left for Denver. Joker desperation. Three, and he knocked it all. Oh my goodness, that was a one-legged runner just past the half court line, and Nikola Jokic has 21 points on 8 of 8 shooting and 5 of 5 from downtown. Murray puts it on the floor, left hand, 15-footer, got it again! He is insane, 110 to 101! Jamal faked the drive on him, puts his back into him, spin move, kick out in the corner, three-pointer joker. Yes!
1: be the ball game right there. That was the ball game. Huge shot to seal the deal for the Nuggets as they wipe out a 15-point third-quarter deficit. And PK, for all the mistakes the Jazz made, and we can spend some time cataloging those, that game was tied at 101 with three and a half minutes to go. They got beat to a couple rebounds. Denver scored off those offensive rebounds, and they finished on a 16-6 run to close this out. For all the mistakes, it was right there in winning time. And the Jazz didn't get it done.
2: No they didn't but I think they blew it in the third quarter when they had that 15-point lead and they just got too casual. I didn't like their offense that they were running and they allowed Denver to get back into it and Denver had momentum and at that point the fourth quarter pretty much was all theirs.
1: Jamal Murray going off in the fourth quarter Nikola Jokic that highlight was when he was going off in the first quarter but in between the Jazz took control of the game but as Mike Malone, the Nuggets coach, just said, the 44 points in the second half, the no fast break points. Jazz only forced nine turnovers in this game. The defense got uh, pretty casual as the offense stagnated in the third quarter, and the Jazz end up losing this one. So tomorrow, game six, 2 o'clock on ESPN, another chance for the Jazz to close out the series in advance. More on this game coming up. Joe Ingles is going to be here at 8 o'clock. Eric Walden covers the Jazz for the Salt Lake Tribune. He'll join us at 8.30. More Jazz coming up. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag NBA. I don't want to talk to him, you know. Uh, He's just uh, saying a lot of uh, bad stuff to me uh, all the game, you know. And just I don't want to talk to him. Uh, I just got to move on. No, like I say, everybody's going to have their own opinion. And, you know, I just hope it wasn't intentional because that's, if that was intentional, that's really bad. That's
1: Luka Doncic talking about Marcus Morris stepping on his ankle. And if you look at the video, it looked intentional. Morris was over beyond the three-point line, and he kind of starts down court. And then he just kind of veers to his left, runs right at Doncic, doesn't make a play on the ball, and steps on his ankle in his shoe. To the point it looked like Doncic came out of his shoe. I expect. Right, P.K. So what should happen then? I expect the NBA is going to discipline Morris for that. It wouldn't surprise me if he got suspended for it. And it there looked like will. he just ran over and stomped on his foot. Yeah, you know, knowing he was injured.
2: Sure did. Yeah, there's a reason why Morris is on his sixth team.
1: That happened in the third quarter of the game, and the video's out there on social media. If you want to see it, it just looked like he just looked at him, turned, veered over there, and went and got him. So I don't know how Morris is going to describe that to the league to get out of it. And I think if the league doesn't protect players, then players are going to take care of it themselves. And if it's a star player, then maybe somebody else on the team will take care of it because they don't want Luka Doncic suspended. But I don't think there's any way the Mavericks are going to look at that and think that that wasn't intentional. I don't think most NBA fans looking at it would think that wasn't intentional. The game wasn't much. Clippers dominated one fifty four one eleven. The route of the Mavericks complete beating. They opened up a big lead early in this one. Paul George had thirty five. Afterwards, he said he was uh, dealing with some mental health challenges. Asked about it to follow up. He talked about anxiety and a little bit. Of depression. That's not the way NBA players usually talk about their problems, but uh, his tone of voice and all that uh, points for honesty. PK, it, it didn't sound like he was uh, pulling any punches or looking for any sympathy. He just got asked a question, and he thought that that's what the problem was. And Doc Rivers said they had a long talk about stuff other than basketball.
2: Yeah, Paul George said that on the on the court interview right after the game. That's where I heard it. I didn't hear it in any post game, but it ca- it captured my attention and I appreciated his honesty.
1: Yeah, he put himself out there. He, uh, I saw the on-court interview, and then it was later that I saw the follow-up because the people who did the po- the Clipper post-game interviews had clearly seen that on court and asked him to, uh, to expound on it, and that's when he got into the anxiety and a little bit of depression. He shot the ball really well. 35 points, so uh, Kawhi Leonard had 32. Now the Clippers are up 3-2, to and they've got a closeout game coming up tomorrow with the Mavericks as well. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Defensive Player of the Year Award. Anthony Davis finished second, Rudy Gobert third. I wasn't particularly surprised that Rudy didn't win at PK. It seems like they like to spread these awards around. and So now Giannis has one to go with his MVP. Great. Basketball today, Thunder and Rockets tied 2-2. They play at four thirty. On either side of that are closeout games. 2 o'clock, the Bucks trying to close out the Magic up 3-1, and then at 7 o'clock the Lakers are up 3-1 on the Blazers. And they're trying to close that out, and they ought to do it. No Damian Lillard in that, so Lakers ought to wrap that up in five. DJ and PK. Hashtag
0: NFL.
1: Highest paid safety in NFL history. Arizona Cardinals, Buda Baker, $59 million on a four-year contract extension. Is that one of the players that your sister loves, your sister, the season ticket holder? Gets her all geared up and fired up?
2: I've loved Bud Baker since he was running around in the purple up in Seattle.
1: The Detroit Lions canceled their practice yesterday to protest the shooting of Jacob Blake by Kenosha, Wisconsin police on Sunday. But Coach Matt Patricia joined his players and said he was proud of them taking a stand. It's symbolic, PK. We can get into this later in the show, but Norman Powell uh, was talking in the bubble about the symbolic stuff isn't getting it done, and they have to think about what to do next. And it's you kind can of
2: get into it later in the show. <laughs> okay, DJ <laughs> and PK, have at
1: it. Have at it, DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag college football. We got a lot of work to do after
1: today. After the past couple practices we had this week, it's a. looking like the the bottom 10 um so we're going to take each day as its own um and continue to work towards being that top 10 offense that we want to be that'll be cool to have that uh there's some uh things that we got to do better such as the red zone to be able to be in that top 10 offense so um we're going to continue to focus on this next week and a half and hopefully on navy we can put on the show that's Neil Pau, BYU wide receiver. The Cougar offense needs work. I love bottom ten references, PK. Back in the day, Steve Harvey.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's what he was referencing. I think somebody had said they had. Uh, was it Bruce Feldman? Bruce Feldman said they, said they had they a were, chance to be yeah. a top ten. And our so own Yock, bottom ten. Our
1: own Yak asked him about that, and that's when he went bottom ten. Yeah. Are we ten days out now? Twelve. Twelve days out. Close, oh yeah, Monday game, right? 12 days out to the uh, BYU opener with Navy. So if they're going to move from the bottom 10 to the top 10, they better have some good practices right away. The countdown is on. All right, tons of speculation, PK. Will uh, Pac-12 and Big Ten players transfer to the SEC or the Big 12 or the ACC looking for a chance to play? And UCLA starting right tackle Jake Burton entered his name into the NCAA transfer portal and headed to Baylor as a graduate transfer. I don't know the one player matters, but we'll see if that's the start of a trend.
2: Yeah, good for him, taking advantage of the rules. Vanderbilt
1: linebacker Dimitri Moore, the leading tackler for the Commodores from a year ago, has changed his mind, decided to play this season after initially opting out. So he's back in for Vandy. So they try to get to 500 and make it to a bowl game, if there are bowl games. DJ and PK.
0: Hashtag Major League Baseball. And the pitch to
1: Gonzalez. Line shot into right, coming in his angle, he's got the ball. And this one's over, and Lucas Giolito has thrown a no-hitter here at Guaranteed Rate Field. August 25th of 2020, Lucas Giolito no-hits the Pirates. 4-0 in the final in that one, and that last ball was sharply hit, PK. PK. That was, uh, that was a little tricky. I had to take his, take his breath away for a second. Like, oh, I can't get the two out in the ninth to lose it. Fortunately, the play was made out there in right
2: field. Yeah, good for him, man. And he was a hot shot coming out of Harvard-Westlake. That's an elite-level school. Winnie Cooper went to Harvard-Westlake. <laughs> Winnie Cooper. The wonder uh, years. Let's see. So do the Collins twins. So did someone who you corrupted the mind of a, uh, what was it, a young nephew in front of his mother or something like that, Jamie Lee Curtis? Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis. I was like, where are you going with this? Yeah, I
1: corrupted my nephew's mind. Oops. Yeah, I was in front of my mother-in-law, his grandmother. Showed
2: him a dirty movie.
1: Oh, that's not the TV version of that. She didn't do that in the movie that I remembered. (laughs) Oh boy! Now I've got some explaining to do.
2: What are them things right there?
1: Whoa! Right before... Well, never mind. <laughs> uh, he gave me a look like I was the greatest uncle ever.
2: And he was a heck of a play. Had an injury, and uh, threw the ball real hard. Did not Harvard Westlake there in the LA area was up hitting 100, and then I think he had. Uh, TJ surgery, was going to go to college, uh, was considered a potential number one pick, but dropped down. Uh, Somebody else took him because it, oh, it was Washington. Yeah, Washington, that's right. Washington took him, but they took him later. And then in the Adam Eaton trade, they shipped him over to uh, the White Sox. uh, White Sox uh, got him healthy and looking like he's, uh, certainly last night he was a star. He, he's tall. He's a big, big guy. got big-time leverage. Looks like if he stays healthy, he could be somebody to keep an eye on going forward. A
1: rare loss for the Dodgers, beaten by the Giants in 11 innings, 10-8. to 8. Only, only two home runs for the Dodgers in that game. What happened there?
2: They, the ball didn't go over the fence, but twice. Oh, okay. Thank you for that.
1: That was, uh, that was not dominant pitching, PK. 3-3 after the first inning. Let's get it going early. Let's beat those starters up. Get into the bullpens. Yeah,
2: it happens sometimes in baseball. They're not all low scoring.
1: Rockies beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. Nolan Aranato. A couple of doubles in that one. So Rockies and Diamondbacks try to uh, scramble back to 500 and into, uh, into playoff position. Cleveland Indians may be without manager Terry Francona longer than expected. He's missed 15 games with a gastrointestinal issue, and now there's some blood clotting problems. No, no timetable for Terry Francona's return to the dugout. So, well, that doesn't sound good at all. No, it doesn't. Sounds awful. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL at home tonight against LAFC, their first home game since uh, March when everything stopped. Supposed to have about 5,000 fans in the stands. LAFC is going to be without their star forward, Carlos Vela, who is a goal-scoring machine. But without him, they have plenty of guys who can still score goals. So Bradley Wright Phillips or Diego Rossi will scare them to death. No Vela in Florida, and they scored 16 goals in five games. PK. Scare them to death? <laughs> Scare them to death.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Okay, go
1: ahead. 16 goals in five games is a lot of goals. And they did it without their best goal scorer. So. And they're probably irritated because they just got beat by the Galaxy. So yeah, they do to come in in a nasty mood looking to bounce back. That game tonight, 7.30. Pregame at uh, 7 o'clock. All right, DJ and PK, What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, more on the jazz loss to the Nuggets. What went wrong? Joe Engel scheduled to join us at 8 o'clock. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.
0: The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Are you ready? You guys ready? ready? I'm not a visionary, but I do get feelings sometimes. I'm feeling like something might bubble up out of nowhere. Really? Yeah. Something might bubble up from Gordon Monson. Not from me, but, you know, within the context of Sports. I see. I had a regrettable dish. Not bubbling
1: up from me. That would be unfortunate in here, wouldn't it? Yeah, that would be rough. Let's try not to do that. Okay. Let's keep whatever's bubbling up bottled up. <laughs> if you don't mind. I didn't have
0: gastric distress. I just had a derivative. Turn this up. Catch the big show. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons on 975-1280 the zone and the Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ and PK. We are brought to you in part by Master Electrical Services. Master Electrical, always open during this challenging time. Call us at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing, and your satisfaction is guaranteed. Master Electrical, will light up your day. They bring, us, they bring you hot takes and toast. And we got a lot of hot takes, PK, on what happened for the Jazz. Why did they lose game five? Christopher saw it coming all along. He says it's simply hard to beat someone four times in a row.
2: I thought it was hard to beat somebody three times in a row. Now that it's hard is to beat the, somebody four times in a row? Three
1: in a row is the NBA cliche, but I guess by uh, you know just a little math there, if it's hard to beat them three in a row, it's hard to beat them four in a row.
2: it would be harder. If it's hard at three, it's harder at four.
1: Eric says the key moment was the indecisive Royce travel. Need more out of Royce and Joe, especially on defense. That travel was bad. He was open. He needed to just shoot that shot.
2: He didn't want to shoot it.
1: Clearly he didn't. He didn't believe in himself. (laughs) He didn't. (laughs) He was wide open. Believe in yourself. You think, I got a wide open shot. I'm going to knock this down. Right.
2: They've got to correct that.
1: And he held it and waited for someone to run at him. And then he went to throw the ball to Donovan who was coming to get it. And then he got whistled for the travel.
2: Yeah, that was bad. That looked like a player who didn't have confidence to be in the NBA in that moment. So that's got to be corrected. I mean, I'd rather have him catch the ball and authoritatively fire up an air ball than that.
1: You it's know, about the, the
2: worst thing he could have done.
1: Yeah, You know, the funny thing is when you're really cold and you miss a shot badly, it gives you a better shot at an offensive rebound. Uh, a three clanking off the rim. Or, or in your case, like you said, the air ball. Uh, just when Luka Doncic was having that big game over the weekend and going for 42 and beating the Clippers, he shot an air ball and it totally fooled the Clippers and Trey Burke was there on the baseline to catch it. You don't get all of them, but I think the odds of getting an offensive rebound on a really bad shot go up.
2: Thurl won the ship on an air ball in college.
1: There it is, another great example.
2: (laughs) Or should I say T? Big T. I was going to say it's Big T. They don't uh, don't do Big T. It's just T. I think I should call Harper and Coffee myself. (laughs) Shane
1: says, our shot-making came back down to earth. Couple that with a determined team, especially Murray. And you have the perfect combination for not being able to beat a good team four times in a row. Another four-in-a-row comment. The shot-making did come back down to earth. Didn't have Donovan going for 50. Just 30. Just. And you didn't have uh, Conley shooting 67% from three, which was unsustainable.
2: yeah. Uh, to, to me, I didn't like the shot selection in the third quarter when they are up 15. I think they thought that we've got this. This is ours. Denver is such a bad defensive team that we could afford a couple of bad possessions, and then we'll just make it up. And meanwhile, Denver kept grinding, kept their head down. I never thought they'd quit. The, the idea of teams quitting. Not happening. Uh, just, I, I, I don't buy it. Uh, not in an elimination game. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, so they've obviously this was an elimination game. They didn't come close to quitting and allowed them to get their confidence, and then they steamrolled. And their two stars were sensational. I mean, that's what it's going to take. The two games that they won, the two stars of Denver have been better than anything that the Jazz put out there. So if I'm the Jazz this morning, I have no sense of desperation, no, not even close. The word panic doesn't even enter my mind. It's just about doing what you can do and, you know, I don't think that Denver is going to be off the charts, particularly those two, like they were, hitting runners, five seven-footer <laughs> and step-backs and uh, 360 left-handed layups going around and moving the ball to their right-hand. So I guess it ends up being a right-hand. Jamal Murray was, was just awesome. And if they can play like that two more times, then Denver will win the series. But... Going to what Coffee said on the law of numbers, it's probably not going to happen. Jazz got to just do what they do, and they should win one of these next two games, which is the ultimate, what the goal is, is to win. At least I think that's the goal in Orlando. I could be off now, but I think the goal is to advance in the playoffs, uh, and I think they're going to do it.
1: Jokic and Murray combined 29 of 46. That's uh, it's about 65% shooting. They're not likely to sustain that. And yeah, and their
2: threes were 11.
1: Incredible. Combined 11 of 19 from three. Yeah. Which is, again, about 65%. Basically, it's what Conley did for two games in a row that Conley couldn't sustain because no one can sustain it. That's why Corver set a record shooting 53% from three or whatever it was. It's about 53%. So no, no one is going to sustain 65% from three. It's not, it's not going to happen.
2: And we'll have Joe on the top of the hour, and I think that's pretty much what he'll say. I think he'll be you – know, he, he likes to, to present a balance and you know doesn't go crazy over wins and certainly doesn't let losses get to him. And, and that, that's the image he tries to project. Well, in this case, when he projects that in 30 minutes, he will be exactly right. That is the only way to project. And it's the right way to project it because that's the situation. Now, we come in here Friday morning and it's 3-3. Well, then it's a whole other ball game. But we're not there yet. We're not even close to that. So they, the Nuggets I'm speaking of, had a phenomenal effort. And they won the game. It was fairly close. I mean, the score was a little, got a little extended margin there at the end. But yeah, but it, it was, it was just, a tie game. Before. The was, game was in the balance. It was yeah. a tie
1: game with three and a half minutes to go.
2: And they made some plays. And yeah. they, they got when those two players are on, they're really good. And I thought Mike Malone did a fabulous job of focusing on getting the ball to the right guys. He limited minutes of uh, Plumlee only playing five, five minutes, minutes, and yeah. I don't think he played at all in the second half. I mean, that's because it was an elimination game, so they changed things up a little bit. Because if you lose, you're done. And so he extended them, and they came through. Now, can they do it again? And then both teams would be in that situation, obviously, if it was a Game 7. But I think if the Jazz meet the urgency that the Nuggets had, they should be okay. I don't think they met the urgency that the Nuggets had. The the Nuggets were the far more urgent team. You could see a disparity there. Well, now these guys have this opportunity to regroup and no sense of uh, any form of even close to panic. And I expect that they win Game 6.
1: I think the urgency is critical. I think that the Jazz only have nine, only forcing nine turnovers from the Nuggets. That's a red flag going up right there. If you're playing with urgency and you have more energy, you're more likely to get deflections and steals and, uh, you know, tip a ball away and start on the break. And have zero fast break points in the second half, that just can't happen. Uh, so you gotta get some easy buckets along the way and if why did you have such a low scoring half and only get 44 points well if you'd had the 13 fast break points you had in the first half if you'd done that again in the second half I don't know it may, it may have taken away a possession that you eventually scored on anyway in a set offense but certainly you would have been over 50 points even if you weren't all the way to 57 and could have definitely changed the game but instead the 15 point lead slipped away yeah more theories on what went wrong uh, by the reaction, Brian says this, by the reaction of the Denver players, you would think they just won the series. I think we got complacent in the third quarter and gave them confidence. No doubt Quinn yeah. will adjust for the next game and will bring our A game. Now, is Brian, is Brian Naylor your burner account? Is that it? Because that's, that's, you're going to agree with that. That's spot on. That's exactly what you think.
2: I don't have any burner accounts. <laughs> I'm not into social media that much to, to be doing that stuff. I I don't block anybody, and you all can say whatever you want, so I don't I do not do that stuff. Social media has less and less impact on my life, not more. Uh, but, yeah, I do agree with that. And I don't know that – I don't think it's on Quinn Snyder. I think it's on the guys. Quinn will do what he does and do it fine, but it's on the guys to take it upon themselves, and I think they will. And as far as the – The bench, you know, I was going to ask Joe about this. I was thinking of questions to ask Joe. Uh, It seems to me, my my observation through the television, obviously I'm not there, but it seems to me that the players now, whatever team, when their guys do something good, they're more exuberant because there's no fan base you always hear, man, that crowd pumped us up and gave us the jolt and the boost of energy that we needed, that type of thing. Well, we don't have that. So it seems to me, and given the fact that they can spread out now, there's three levels and they've got far more room than they do in a traditional bench in an arena that's packed in a playoff situation, they're crammed in there, that the players now are trying to generate energy for the guys on the floor. And so they're being more exuberant than they normally would because they can stand up, get around, and move around and whatnot. That's my observation, that the players now are being more enthusiastic because they can. They've got room. The logistics allow it. And then also to fire up their guys out on the floor because if it's a home game, you don't have 18,000 people going nuts.
1: Tony says the problem was Matador defense on Murray. Did everyone forget that you can foul a guy hard to throw him off of his groove? The offense hit a brick wall at the start of the fourth quarter. You know, I think that's one of the differences between Quinn and Jerry. There's some similarities, but Jerry Sloan believed in, you know, no easy buckets, foul him, send him to the line. But I think the free-throw shooting is good enough that people realize it's just giving away too many points. So well, see yeah, less now they got
2: to review everything.
1: Oh, my god! So you,
2: you get a flagrant. <laughs> so you're reviewing stuff with a 10-point lead and three seconds to go. Yep. I mean, it's just – Go to Secaucus. Secaucus has never been busier. <laughs> uh, I mean, they go to Secaucus at the drop of a hat now. And, and then sometimes here, like with the Morris situation on Doncic, interesting to see what happens – Thank goodness it wasn't reversed, but uh you know, see what happens there. But, yeah, so, and, and in this situation, you know, what are you going to do to Jamal Murray? He had it going on. You know, you're going to flagrantly foul him and try to injure him? Because I think that was about, and I don't think you would try to, but if it were a byproduct of some hard foul, uh, that would possibly be the only way you could slow him. He had it going on again he was, he, yeah a guy with,
1: he just backed up a 50 point game with a 42 i always talk about the golf analogy yeah. you know if you see some guy on tour shoot a 62 you don't really expect him to come back with a 63 or 64 figure he's going to you know cool off a little bit
2: it's not foolproof 100% but i really believe in those kentucky guys he went 7th Really, phoenix drafted dragon bender ahead of him Two oops <laughs> I mean, you can just look at teams and see why some teams are good and why times, why some teams suck. Just go look at their draft picks, <laughs> and more often than not, you know. And you got the the LAs of the world who can just get guys to come over and be free agents. But then the, at best, there is a handful of teams who can do that. The rest of them are going to have to do through trades and and uh, drafting and and maybe some lower level Royce O'Neill type of free agent signings that you can hope blossom. And Jamal Murray clearly would go much higher. He's a heck of a player, and when he's got it going on, man, he's tough. And it, from a basketball standpoint, i got to say this, man. This series has been so fun to watch. It's a, just a first-round series, and whoever wins, if they lose in the second round, it'll be somewhat of a footnote. Uh, if they go all the way, obviously it wouldn't be, but... From just the the basketball standpoint, the twists and turns, the plays, the shots, for me, who's just a fan of the game rather than any particular team, I've had a lot of fun watching this series. And this is what a series is about. This is why I, an, an NBA seven game series is really unlike anything in sports that I can think of, because of all the twists and turns involved. and And Jamal Murray, he's tall, and you know, by the average. Uh, man in the street, but it's not like he's got this incredible athletic, overwhelming ability. You know what I mean? I do.
1: He's he's, he's, he's had to work at it. Yes, uh, six four is. Uh, I mean, he's got a little advantage as far as Donovan Mitchell, but in the NBA world, he's not that big a guy. And right. but I think it comes down to a little bit of what we're talking about, Doncic. You know, how do you how do you create space and get your shot off? Because he doesn't – it's not like he's running and flying and soaring over people, you know. Right. Guess, and even though Donovan's smaller, he did have that just awesome dunk going down the lane. Well, yeah, he's but, got
2: incredible athletic but ability. But
1: Murray goes down the lane and does that reverse spin, pivot around bare, and throws it off the glass. It's kind of like, you know, find space, throw a guy a little fake here, a little faint there, and get him leaning the wrong way. It's, it's – uh, you know, I think the the cliche is crafty veteran – but he's 23, so it doesn't really work. He's too young to be a crafty veteran, but he always gets that. Booner always says, use your body. Know how to use your body to create a little space.
2: Yeah, I think he's in his fourth year, though. When you come out in 2016? 2000, yes, yes. He's been getting a lot of playing time. So even though he's younger, uh, he's still he's still a veteran. He's He's been around for a good while now. Fourth year, playing a lot of minutes. And when he's got it going on, it's fun to watch. I mean, I realize if you're just exclusively wanting the Jazz to win, it's not. But just from a basketball standpoint, it's fun to watch.
1: Well, this this series has had uh, three 50-point games and then a couple more. He had two games in the 40s, and I couldn't even count up how many guys have been in the 30s. Jokic was last night, and so was Donovan. Uh, So, I mean, there have been some individual offensive performances in this that have been pretty awesome. I guess in that regard, it's two younger guys, you know, making their mark. Not uh, maybe not so much Gobert, and I don't know. You consider Jokic a younger guy?
2: It's twenty five. Uh, if I don't consider Murray, yeah, I mean they're young in age, but they're experienced. They've they've been around and played in a lot of big games, and and they they came up big. So. Uh, jazz gathered today, I don't know what they did yesterday, my guess is they probably just went back to the hotel, but as they gathered today, I would be, if I'm Quinn Snyder, my approach would be more clinical. I wouldn't appeal to emotion. It would be more clinical of this is what we need to do better and clean up, blah, 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 that type of stuff, show them the film. I wouldn't crack on them either, for that matter. I'd point out some deficiency. I, I My message would be one of calm, and alright, you know, we're up 3-2, man. This is exactly where we want to be. And here's what we need to do a little bit better.
1: Adam says, in the words of Julian Blackman, we bleep the bed.
2: Except that's wrong. That was Cody Barton who said that. Holiday Bowl, right? Yes. Rod Zundel <laughs> looked at me. Did he just say we bleep, 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 bleep? Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Rod. Rod was fully in post game cliche mode. Wait a minute, it's not a traditional post game cliche.
2: <laughs> yes, Cody did say that. It was not Julian Blackman, unless Julian Blackman said it someplace else. But if he's thinking in the press conference, it was Cody who said that.
1: I do feel like uh, Julian had a memorable the, the post. Stand. Yeah, I feel like Julian had a memorable post game quote. Not that one, but I can't think what it was. But I think Julian did have something. Uh, Somebody else can Uh, use. Julian was a great interview,
2: one of the better interviews we've ever had, at least I've ever had. And local kid, and was fun to talk to because he he would always he was always full of energy and extremely uh, quotable guy. So I don't think nothing really stands out to me one versus another. But having interviewed him at least a dozen times, I've always enjoyed when he was talking because he always had something to say, and he would say it well. So, But nothing stands out, so I don't know. I can't help you on that. Maybe Not to say you're not right, though, but nothing jumps out to me.
1: Andrew says, I got an obligatory ball didn't go in the hoop post. Make some shots. Actually, they yeah, shot if you it. you
2: post that five times, yeah. then we'll ban you. <laughs> ball didn't go in the hoop.
1: <laughs> See the ball, they, they right. shot 50%. The ball went in the hoop. The the numbers weren't that different, regardless of whether you're looking at three point percentage or free throws or field goals. I think what came down is the Nuggets took more shots because they turned the ball over less. The offensive rebounds weren't that far off. I'd have to look. I think Denver had one more, but I don't think even either of them had that many offensive rebounds. It, what really it came down to is the Nuggets took more shots, and they just, I think they took more shots because they had fewer turnovers. But that comes back to, I think we got this, you don't play with the urgency, and you don't quite get the deflection that you would get in another situation, or you don't win the 50-50 ball that you would have won in another situation.
2: Yeah, that's sort of what it would seem to me. That's what I would put it... Uh... If I had to identify, particularly that stretch in the third, uh, when it, uh, the, the lead. Went from you know, you 15 want to, to six. <laughs>
1: and and it's six. Yeah, You're like, then, well, that's just, Murray hits a three. You had to stop. Murray hits a three, and it's uh, we're a brand new game again. So, six is right. nothing.
2: And so, they had an opportunity there. And I didn't really like the entire shot selection. I just, I, did, I wasn't getting a good vibe at that time. And. Sure enough, it allowed the Nuggets to get back in, and then you look at the bench, and that's when their bench was going nuts, and realized, "Hey, man, we 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 can do this." And then they had all the mo going into the fourth quarter, and you know they drastically outplayed the Jazz in in that situation.
1: Hit us up on our Facebook page, DJ and PK. Um, <laughs> John Bonnie Groneman says. What went wrong? Nothing really spectacular. It was a normal day at Hopple Creek golfing. I did make a 42-foot birdie putt.
2: Well, the good thing is that there's at least one person, his spouse, who thinks he's funny.
1: 42-foot birdie putt makes you a little jealous, doesn't it?
2: You'd like a 42-foot birdie putt. Sometimes they go in, sometimes they don't. All you got to do is give it a shot and see what happens, and then you go on to the next one. Joe
1: Ingles coming up at the top of the hour. Eric Walden covers the Jazz for the Salt Lake Tribune. He'll follow Joe at 830. Tough act to follow, but Eric will try. Joe Engel's coming up in about 20 minutes. Stay with us.
0: Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. What do they sell cocaine by nowadays? So you can get 20 lines from a single gram for a heavy user cocaine addiction can cost about $120 a day. So yeah, if you're dropping 20 lines a day, you got a problem. This is going to cause a just rip. Say
1: if you're dropping 20 lines a day, you have a problem. I think if you're dropping a line a day, you've got a problem. I don't think it takes to get 20 uh, lines. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> if you're around 10, then no, you're just okay. this little chart. They you said you're good. You probably have a problem if you're doing any lines. Of course. But like no lines is acceptable. Hey,
0: I'm telling you right now, there's some listener out there that's doing 5 to 10 lines a day and he's like, "Yep, Scotty's right. See, I don't have a problem." I don't have a problem. So the unintended consequences of me reading that on the air is that somebody out there is like, yeah, I'm good. This better not end up as a promo. Hans and Scotty, weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
1: DJ and PK brought to you in part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Question of the morning, what went wrong? What happened? How did the Jazz lose game five? The comedy, PK, it's flowing. They wanted to close the series out with a home game.
2: Oh, That's comedy?
1: Well, that's Twitter comedy, yes. It would be a home game, right? It would have been a six, home game. Six, game six would be a home. It would, it would have been a home game, yes. Ray says, "Poor defense. The Jazz are not long and athletic. They need more length and athleticism. We become a team that just tries to outscore the other team."
2: That's interesting because that's that's Denver in a nutshell too. Not long, not athletic, and they outscore. I mean, Grant is long. Yes, Porter's long too, but Porter's such a young pup. It's really hard for me to criticize him. I mean, he barely played in college. He's been out basically had two years off with an mm-hmm. injury. right? Yep. you may have heard so, three games. Uh, so the fact that he is doing anything right now, and if I'm Denver, I'm excited. You know, you got plenty of time to, to, to teach him and to mold him and all that type of stuff. So he's long, and Grant is, but the nucleus of their team, you know, we haven't – it's a shame that both teams aren't at full strength. I was thinking about that yesterday. You know, it's been a fun series to watch, no doubt about it. But it's a shame that they don't have everybody that they anticipated having, because obviously a couple of guys are out for Denver, and we know Bogey's out for the Jazz. And so, nevertheless, that the, the the world of sports goes on as injuries often do impact teams. It's not a it's not an unusual storyline, but you got to play on. You know next man up if i hear kyle say that one more time i'm gonna go crazy you know nobody cares about your injuries he's right it is you just gotta tap into who's ever the next on the depth chart and nobody does care so i can't argue with anything he says on that he's totally right uh, and you say it more often in football because you know you got more injuries and there's more guys and all that type of stuff. Uh, but when I look at Denver, I don't really see them as just extremely long and athletic and just have a bunch of defensive stars. And and I also think too, I was talking about this as did the post game with Jake Scott last night, that when NBA players offensively have it going on, there's very few guys who can shut them down.
1: Yeah, that's true. Especially the 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 best players just seem unguardable, you know. Especially if they're good passers, because then when you double them, they get easy buckets for other people. So and you know we've seen that uh, with Mitchell. You know, game one he had the fifty-seven, and game two uh, he just started. You know, he spent the whole first half passing the ball, and you know the Jazz had the lead, and then he went off in the third quarter. So I think the best players do seem unguardable when they're really locked in
2: when it's their night yeah Yep. i think the best you can do is use sound defensive concepts individually and then team wise and then when the shot is released be in the position to get the rebound so you don't give them more possessions there's things you, certainly you can do it's just not willy-nilly and just flip a coin oh did the shot go in or not no i'm not saying that at all but a good offense great offense not good but just really uh superior offense sometimes is just unstoppable and particularly if you got another guy who's there to help you out and in the jazz wins they had that and in the nuggets wins they had that
1: And i think that's why people fear the lakers even though they don't have a deep roster as if their top two players get locked in then uh-oh now can they stay locked in for two months and carry the team that seems like a big ask but that is oh, for the, the Lakers that, I think they can. Yes. That is the essence of the issue, you know, can you can you stay locked right. in? And, that, and that's the some, thing. Uh, go ahead. That's the thing that happened to the the Mavericks, you know, Doncic had an awesome game, an awesome game and they were barely able to win game 4. Perzingus right. was out, he was out again for game 5. Well, Doncic can't be that awesome every night. You know, Steve Cleveland said the Jazz margin for error is small. Well, if the Mavericks don't have Porzingis then, and they're playing the Clippers, their margin for error is really small.
2: Right, and then try to get your role players some easier opportunities to score.
1: See, I thought that happened with the Jazz. I thought last night was probably the game that was the, when the series started. That's more what I thought a box score would look like. Within the flow of the game, the opportunities are there for the Jazz. But... Conley wasn't out of his mind shooting 67%. Mitchell wasn't out of his mind scoring 50 points. So suddenly the 20 you get from Bogey looks like a big deal. How are they up 3-2 without Bogdanovich? Well, the way Mitchell shot it, the way Conley has shot it, the way the team has shot from three some nights. And they actually shot so. it well from three last night, but so did Denver. So kinda, they just kind of canceled each other out. The Jazz were forty-seven the stars. Yeah, the Jazz were forty-seven percent from three. I mean, that's that's a good number. And Denver's two stars were totally locked in, so their team ends up at forty-six percent. With the Jazz, at forty-seven, so it kind of cancels each other out. But I thought right, last night just, was
2: a game where they really could have used Bogey. Uh, okay, but uh, sure. I mean, they lost the game, and you know. But then you can say the other three games were the games that the Nuggets could have used their two guys. So, yep. uh, somewhat of a wash there. I think that, in the final analysis, you didn't play as well, and then the other two guys over Denver played play about as well as they can. I the, think the, they said that was a record for most threes by uh, Jokic there with this. What was he seven? Seven of eleven, something like that. Yeah. So, and and one's the runner at the end of the first
1: half? <laughs> that was sick. <laughs> and yeah. he wanted the four-point play. He said Gobert got him. I got him. a
2: foul. I got a foul. Yeah, yeah, hit him on throw. the head or something. Which or is interesting because
1: you don't know the ref's names and you don't care and all that. But the, the, the referee everybody was going nuts on Foster. was Scott Foster on our uh, social media yesterday during the show. And Scott Foster, that play happened right in front of him. And Jokic is clearly appealing, and he just looks at him like, I didn't see it. And Jokic is like, ah, as they go to break. He's just, he's just like, this is the greatest I saw that. crime in the world.
2: Yeah, I saw that. I, I have no idea who Scott Foster is, but uh, you're right. I did see that. Uh, and, and go ahead. you know, I, yeah, it, it, As long as you're not whining all the time, and that wasn't an outrageous whine, and maybe you get something down the line yep. and whatnot. But the point is that Jokic was just out of his mind. So, Good on you, big fella. You know, you had it going on. Way to go. You showed me something. Good for you. Now it's up for the opportunity for Jazz to flip the script, and you show me something here, and then you win the thing tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, for all the, for all the pregame anticipation and complaining, Jokic uh, didn't shoot a free throw in the game. No one. Now, partly it's because he's out there on the three-point line shooting 11 three-pointers. And you're not going to get many free throws when you're out there. Uh, right. But he was 5 of 8 on two-pointers, and, you know, so... He did, to not shoot a single free throw. Uh, but the free throws were, ended up being pretty even. And they both shot. Actually, they're exactly even. They both shot I 16. I thought they were, yeah. Yeah, they both shot 16. Right. Uh, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. When we come back, Joe Ingalls joins us from the bubble. We'll talk with Joe next. Stay with us.